Hello, friends and families, and DPS community. My name is Javier Ibarra, host of the Educa podcast in English. I have to share with you that I love working for a school district that is always innovating and developing concepts and programs to help our students thrive. Today, our subject matter expert is Troy Alexander, instructional specialist for T-Cell or Transformative Social Emotional Learning for Denver Public Schools. Troy, welcome to Educa. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am well. I want to ask, can you share with us how long have you worked for Team DPS and what is one fun fact about you at work? Sure. Uh, combined total about 20 years. I worked for wow. DPS starting in 2003 and then I transitioned out for a little bit. Then I returned to be a um, CRE specialist, and which led me to doing the work as an instructional specialist in T-Cell. A fun fact about me, I operate out of the arts, and so I, I draw. I also um, I spit some bars, so okay. I, I, like to, I like to rhyme. It's just a, a pastime hobby that I do. If we have time on this podcast, we're going to get into that. Oh, I don't know if, this <laughs> if that material works for here, but okay. <laughs> All right, so... For the folks listening and watching at home, today I'm very excited to learn more about T-Cell or Transformative Social Emotional Learning here at Denver Public Schools. Now, usually I give an introduction with some context, maybe a blurb or two about the topic, but this time I'd like to just dive right in to the meat and potatoes of this conversation with our expert. So my first question for you is, what is T-Cell or Transformative Social Emotional Learning? Sure. It's a form of SEL that's aimed at redistributing power towards our youth. It helps them with social justice and helps them with uh, increased engagement in school and civic life. And what is the difference between T-Cell and mental health? I assume a lot of people will get those two confused. Yes, they, they do quite a bit. Social emotional learning is, is more of a support with mental health. It supports self-awareness, social awareness, decision-making skills, relationship skills, and self-management, where the mental health aspect is more of biological factors, such as genes and brain chemistry. It's also life experiences, such as trauma and abuse, and also associated with a family of mental history um, challenges that they may have ex experienced. Real quick, quick follow-up question. Sure. What got you into this? What, what about this work says, I really want to continue doing this as part of my daily routine? It's important to me. I, I noticed how it can best support our students with actually achieving better academics. Um, being able to be more confident within themselves, have more in-depth conversations, relationship building skills, to be prominent members into the community. And so I love to model it for our students and also for the adults so that they, they can be better supporters of social emotional learning. That leads me into my next question that families might have for us, mm -hmm. which is what does T-Cell look like at my child's school? It's 20 minutes a day for elementary students, and for middle school and high school, it's 30 minutes a day, three days out of the week. Now, most of the time, it's set in certain blocks. Sometimes it could be an advisory block. It depends on how the school likes to incorporate social-emotional learning. Mm -hmm. We like to operate from a lens where it's throughout the day, and you're just constantly doing it. Mm -hmm. So it seems like second nature. Yes, exactly. 
What are some questions that the community members and families could ask their schools about their students' experience with TCEL? What are some of the themes that are being taught? Um, who's teaching SEL? Who is uh, leading the focus of social emotional learning within the school? Is it just during certain block times? Is it throughout the day? I think the more you partner with the school and ask those in-depth questions, the more you learn about what's going on and how to best support your child at home. That's a great piece of advice for our families to continue to engage with the school and, and be active with, with your child's learning. And I say that because working for DPS every single day, mm -hmm. I learn something new about DPS, a new program, mm -hmm. a new type of student that we're serving, some sort of update. And if I was a parent, that would be a lot for me to, to pick up. And so without, you know, mm -hmm. the proper channels. And so I think it's important to remind our families that it is a great opportunity for you to engage with your students yes. um, and your students' school specifically in order to continue learning these things. I often, and I have, I'm very young, but I, I, I have to often have a, like a old school mentality of yes. like mm -hmm. what school was like during my experience. So mm -hmm. it was very linear, right? We didn't exactly. have T-cell, we didn't have mental health. Right. That wasn't even part of the conversation. Not at all. Right? <laughs> and so when I think about all of the services that we offer our students, this right here, this program that we're doing with you here is important. Yes. And so that's, that's what I want to remind our families, which leads me into our next question. What can I do with my student at home to continue practicing what T-Cell is doing at school? That's a great question. I think uh, practicing on gratitude, showing and modeling for your child how to ask questions being vulnerable with them, sharing your day. Like how was things going for you? So that it allows them to open up more and to speak more, because these are the things that are being taught in the school and what they're practicing. How to socially interact with each other, how to be able to notice and manage their own emotions. So I think the more conversations you have with your child, um, the more you'll learn about what their experience is like in school. So, while you were responding to the question, I was thinking if I was a parent and I was raised a certain way mm -hmm. and then, you know, they're teaching my student a little, something a little different, mm -hmm. how do I get up to that same level, which is part of my next question is how can parents and really the community members practice their own SEL skills? Well, I think it's really important that when you start with self-awareness, that's the number one thing with social emotional learning. You're able to learn who you are. And I think you practice this more with your child by helping them learn who they are. Mm -hmm. It helps them with cultural background, it helps them with their identity. The more you show that model that for their, your child, the further off you get into learning more about social emotional learning and using some of the languages. Because it's very important to talk to them about being self-aware, to talk to them about their identity, to talk to them about relationship skills. How are you utilizing your curiosity while you're in school? Are you asking questions? The more you make it a natural conversation with your child and mm -hmm. the students, the further off they become with learning how to be prominent members in the society. Absolutely. Going back to the comment that I made earlier about you know my personal experience with mm -hmm. my education here at DPS, 
which I felt was very linear, right? Yes. You go to school, you get good grades, you graduate. That was always the, we weren't really focused on the journey, the ins, ins and outs right. of the day, right? And so with T-cell, some folks are thinking about how is this going to help my child's academic growth? So that's my next question for you is, if I was a parent, how does T-cell help my child's academics and eventually their graduation from one of our schools? I like how you referenced yourself because um, it's research-based through the nationwide network of CASEL. And mm. I could say the same thing. It was linear. Sit down, do the work, and then you move on to the next grade level. Then you get out of here and go to college, do the same thing. Right, well, right. The, what helps a great deal is when you allow that redistribution of power to go back to the youth, meaning more youth voice, more listening to what their needs are, mm -hmm. the better off you are as the teacher, as the parent, as a community member are with supporting that child. I always like to think it's best to work off of, takes a village to raise a child, so mm -hmm. the more that everyone is involved, the further off that child will go. They start getting a sense of who they are, they start excelling academically, because if they are seen in school, if they are heard, if they are valued in school, mm -hmm. they go to school ready to learn. I know that would have helped me while I was in school. If I was seen, if I was heard, instead of it being linear where everyone just do the work and then you move on. That's mm -hmm. what we need to change within our schools is connecting with our students a little bit more, learning more about who they are and what they love, what they enjoy, and, and actually taking the time to pause, as we say a lot, mm -hmm. and just listen and incorporating all of that into their curriculum. Yes. So that they feel that they are represented. I was having this conversation with a teacher at South High School mm -hmm. who was talking about how the liter literature program or their English program that they're doing with their students has more uh, reflection of what their students look like. So it's more, yes. mm -hmm. more of a Hispanic-based mm -hmm approach versus doing the traditional uh, books or, uh, you know, writing samples that yes. you and I probably grew up with, you know? Yes, right. And so when I think of SEL and how it connects, I can't help but think it's, it's, it's all about the whole child, right? It's right. part of the, mm -hmm. the whole experience for the students and for our families. A lot of them are going to wonder, you know, what is whole child? Because I feel that that's a term that we use here mm -hmm. uh, at DPS a lot or even in the educational realm. But the whole child is, is focusing on every part of the student's environment that helps them achieve academically, exactly. which is what you're working on, right? Yes. My next question for you is, how does SEL connect to culture and equity? As a person of color, I like to think, wow, you know, if we can teach our students this, mm -hmm. you know, students that look like me will have a great experience. You're absolutely right. It's like you shared, um, there's a lot of literature that's being utilized in the classrooms mm -hmm. that represent your background, my background, different ethnic ethnicities. And that's what's important. Our students need to be able to sit there and see themselves or make a comparison and learn different things that's happened throughout history mm -hmm. that's a representation of who they are. That's the cultural piece of social emotional learning, the transformative pieces, using their voice and listening to what 
they need and learning their culture. The more we learn about who they are, the better off our students are and the further off we get as a society by learning from one another. I think it's really important to have those connections inside the classroom and outside of the classroom because that's what gets students that look like you, that look like me, more engaged. If I'm sitting in class and there's someone that's talking about a black leader, I'm more engaged. I want to learn more about that as opposed to some of the traditional teachings that we've experienced in the past. We talked about this earlier, about how social and emotional learning can help folks achieve, but from a research perspective, what does that look like? So the achieving part is when we know internally that our kids are good, when we know that they are meeting those social needs when they're in school, they're building positive relationships and connecting, and they're able to manage themselves. That's when you notice the academics will increase. Imagine those students, as I was sharing earlier, that aren't seen, that don't feel valued. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they sit in the classroom and they, there's no connection. Right. They don't have friends, no one's talking to them, the teacher's not taking time to learn more about them. And so you can see a decline in their academics. When you have students that feel welcomed into the classroom, welcomed into the building, um, known on a first name basis, even simple things as, hey, did you, did you watch that game last night? Because you know that student likes to watch football. Mm -hmm. It's something that helps them feel more part of that bigger community. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see the grades increase. So academics will rise with more social emotional learning to support. Quick follow up question. From a teacher's perspective, mm -hmm. how does this look like? Is there training for the teachers yes. to to continue doing this work because I I didn't major in teaching, right? So mm -hmm. I, I majored in business, mm -hmm. so numbers and, right. and people, right? right? But is this something that's being taught to our teachers? Is this something that we have continued training here at DPS? Yes, we, we do. We have, uh, we call it T-cell training, mm -hmm. which uh, we have a one-on-one and a two-on-one. It's uh, the one-on-one is more of an introduction to what actually is social emotional learning and how do you incorporate it in your own lives. Then the 201 aspect of it is more with supporting teachers on how to implement it within to their classrooms. We also do adult SEL, which helps more guidance of how to model that for your students. So there is ongoing trainings that we actually lead a lot of work in, whether it's with a school community, whether it's with the school leaders, or at times we've done some for families so that families can learn what is the SEL that's being taught or actually what is this? So there's a lot of trainings with it. I feel like this is a topic that we could really go into and talk about for a yeah. full day. <laughs> yes. But um, just to keep us in track here, I, my last question for you is, we talked about a lot of mm. things and what is T-cell, but can you recap on why it is important for parents, teachers, and students to work hand in hand to create a culture of social emotional learning in our lives here at DPS? Sure, I, um, I'm from the South and I grew up knowing that it takes a village to raise a child. Sure, and so sure. the next door neighbor, the people down the street, everyone knew you and mm -hmm. that's what's important. When parents, teachers and students are all on the same page, you're focused on that child, the whole child as mm -hmm. we toss out a lot in DPS. 
and the more growth that they will develop. So I, it's really important for parents to talk to teachers, teachers to talk to parents, and to include the students. It shouldn't just be a, a one-way thing where the student is sitting there. You also want to include their voice as well. Then you'll see huge changes in the child. Well, Troy, I want to thank you for coming on to the Duca DPS podcast because what we talked about here today is so valuable information and it's important for our parents and our yes. families and the teachers to know all that's going on here at DPS. Um, for the folks listening, this concludes our Educa DPS podcast for today. I want to ask if you can please help us share this content with families, with friends, and other community members. And for more Educa content and other stories, you can visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Denver Public Schools Plus, and you can find us in the most popular podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Buzzsprout, and more. It is important for us to give credit to the people behind the scenes who contribute to making of this and all DPS multimedia productions, starting with Bill Good, Chief of Communications, Will Jones, Executive Director of Communications for DPS, Scott Pribble, Director of External Communications, Selena Nakamura, Director of Internal Communications, Don Pierce, Executive Producer and Videographer, Beto Gaitan, Multimedia Lead, Producer and the host of the Spanish Educa, Hannah Young in charge of our social media, Georgia Alexander, our Bond and Mill Levy communication specialist, April Spites, our graphic designer, Katie Hamilton, our strategic comm specialist, a special shout out to our DPS educators, students, and parents. A big thank you to Dr. Alex Marrero, proud superintendent of Denver Public Schools for supporting Educa and all other platforms. This has been yours truly, Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations, as well as the Educa host in English. Please remember to tell your children more often, and Troy, can you help me out with this? Yeah. I, believe I believe in you, in you and, and I, I know, know you, you can, can do, do it. it. Until next time.